Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Tribe Podcast. Today is an interview episode and we have Theodore from TFI Reiki, which you do more than one thing, so we'll get into that. Um, but funny enough, we both met at a, wait, <laughs> I want to remember what it's called. It was a, it was a trance. Uh, trance mediumship workshop. Yeah. workshop thing. That's right. You're yeah. the only person I stayed in contact with, by the way. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I had you on Instagram. I actually didn't know like who you were, what you did, because we didn't get to really talk in the, in the workshop very much. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was seeing you with the horses and I was like, oh, she's, she does Reiki. Oh, wait, she does it on horses too. I was like, oh, cool. So here we are. So yeah. let us know, okay, what is it that you do? You do Reiki and explain that a little bit for us. Yeah, so um, hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Theodore F. Izzard and I, yeah, my business life is uh, TFI Reiki. Um, I work with, uh, I am an angelic Reiki master and I work with humans and horses. Um, my experience is in uh, trauma recovery um, and trauma healing um, through my own life experience, but also just that I'm able to bring everything that I've learned myself and the different modalities that I've used um, to my clients. And um, yeah, that's it, really. I mean, for the for the Reiki side of things, I mean, it's kind of, I I think... I know that I know because I use different things that I've used along the way, what I what I do is not just straight Reiki. So the fact that it's like TFI Reiki, it's like it's my take on it. You know, it's how I've molded it into my own not modality, but own technique of energy clearance and energy reading. Um which has developed over the past six and a half years or so. That's amazing. We talk a lot about that here on the podcast. So, and even when we teach the Akashic, like make it your own, figure mm-hmm. out how you can show up for people. So that's, that's beautiful that you've done that and yeah. that you work with animals. We don't, we don't talk a lot about animals on the podcast. And, I, and when we were chatting about bringing you on the podcast, we thought this would be a good way also to show people that you don't always have to just work with humans. Mm-hmm. Right. How did you feel called to like work with animals? Was that something that um, came naturally? I was told. I was told to. Um, so <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, it was about, th- it was about three years in. Um, Cause I didn't really experience, I'd, I'd had Reiki a couple of times, but not, but through like my chiropractor, it wasn't like I had gone for Reiki. Um, and so um, but I had been learning about how to read energy like in a psychic way or mediumship and, and that kind of stuff for about three years. And then um, I ended up on a retreat in India 
And I then experienced energy healing um, for the first time, like intensively. And um, that's when I got back and I was like, oh, there's really something in this, you know, because <laughs> I experienced bigger shifts in that week than I had in the previous three years when I'd been in kind of standard talk therapy and, and things like that. So um, I delved into all, you know, energy healing for myself. And then uh, I was in a group meditation one day and they said, you know, I'll oh, sit under this tree and take some healing for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and this list of five people came up in my mind. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just send them the healing instead. Didn't really think anything of it. That was on the Wednesday night. And over the next week, I bumped into each of those five people, which is weird enough on in itself. Um, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, how have you been? And they were like, oh, you know, not great, but it was weird, like Wednesday night, or I woke up Thursday morning and I just felt better. No way! <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it gives me chills now, even when I talk about it now. <laughs> But um, so after the third time this happened, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so um, that's when I signed up to do a Reiki course because I had been told in various readings over the years that I would do Reiki, um, but I didn't know what it was or understand it or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, so I signed up to do a Reiki course, just a SUI, and then um, had a feeling halfway through the first day of like, okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. So I signed up for the second level six weeks later. And in between those six, in that six weeks, I just heard a voice in my head just said, do animal, do horses. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, so I did, a, I did an online animal course, um, which was, you know, pretty basic of like, this is what the chakras are and this is where they are. And that was it. And I was, I was around horses and stuff anyway. Um, so, and that's just, so I was just practicing on them and then I just launched the business and it just took off. So <laughs> that's amazing. It's so cool. Mm. When yeah, you're in I'm India, awesome. do you know like what kind of healing, because you said like you received healing, does it have a name or just, did it just kind of happen? Uh, oh, I was, I was on a, I was on a twin flame retreat. So I was receiving various types of healing. There was one, like there was a somatics uh sex coach there was a light language healer shamanic healing um there was general energy alignment there was craniosacral the like, yeah literally i mean it was hardcore there was like two two heat there was past life stuff like it was two sessions every day over i think five days um and yeah i mean it was it was it was the a real death of my old self um or one of the first major deaths of my old self and uh yeah so yeah it was it was it was massive and I'm still I still work with a lot of the healers that I met there now um and they've been massive guides especially you know in that kind of first year or so in 2019 after that when I was just learning so much about energy and energy healing and and just like it was blowing my mind which was amazing but yeah um but the horses had really come back into my life then because when I was in India I wrote a list to my uh, letter to my inner child and was like or she was telling me what she wanted to do and it was horse riding so when I got back I started riding again and 
then I could then I started loaning a horse and and it was how I was around them a lot more and I started working at a yard again and so it all just kind of you know fitted in that I could be around them and learn from them so much because that's the thing like I don't tend to go looking for learning or information I tend to I have I'm offered opportunity and offered people to work with and things happen to me and then I might find a book on it afterwards and I'm like oh okay that's what that was great you know so but with the horses I'm just observing and they they teach me everything that I know about you know on on an energetic energetic level at least um but yeah (laughs) that's so cool yeah before we so before we started recording we were getting into now that you talk about like the horses talking to you right and things like that Mm. Before we started recording, we were talking about how the Kesha Records say that we go through like these different uh, arrays of like being animal, plant, rocks, uh, uh, but we end, most souls decide to end in the form of like a horse, a cat or a dog before moving on to human. And you had said that the horses have talked to you about their past lives. Like what have you learned or what have they showed you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I've worked with horses that have past life stuff they need to clear to be that they're still holding on to um and a lot and kind of their personalities will sometimes show themselves as like human equivalents um more so in in but with with the past life stuff it's it's just like it, it is with humans you know like there'll be some kind of experience like oh i think one um uh was with uh that she had like a little girl that she was like was her owner or you know and there was and like the abandonment from that like it's the same kind of wounding that we carry and so she didn't want to open up to her owner in this lifetime because she'd still was still carrying that so but the problem the problem is, is that when I'm in session i don't tend I can't always remember like fine details of what had gone on for each client you know but um and it doesn't happen a huge amount um oh I had one horse actually that was there it was Merlin's horse that was cool um <laughs> that's, so cool. that's awesome yeah he was like proper I was like wow you've done some magical stuff here like here's here's super cool so yeah there is but that's the thing like they just I I I sometimes because um like horsey people are pretty down to earth right and so very grounded yeah yeah and so sometimes you know when this kind of more mystical stuff comes through you can't I can't miss I don't miss I obviously I just say what it is because I'm I'm not trying to filter with my own stuff I'm just saying like this is a past life thing or whatever it is because if that's how it feels that's what's true in the moment but I don't think that I mean it's definitely you can tell when a horse is an old soul or when they're not like just like you can with humans really you know it's funny you say that because I was just thinking that I, I get that energy from you yeah 
Oh yeah, I mean totally. I've been for such a long time. Yes. <laughs> You're I, still I, here? I, yeah. Not, you didn't I'm get bored yet? <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I'm really, I really hope that I've done the work this time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have because my ascension, my um my shaman said to me, she was like, You've had the most rapid ascension of anyone I have ever met. Like wow. I mean, I went from nothing just thinking that like you know life's a bit shit you make the best of it and then you die and not having any idea about energy or spiritual stuff at all so when did that begin for you uh that was six and a half years ago and it just kind of snowballed but it really ramped up with the heat with the energy healing side of things and my own capabilities three three years ago but the wow. fact that you like listen to yourself and you follow the signs and you trusted what was coming through, I think that's something that could really inspire people listening to this now of like, you know, sometimes it might not make sense, but it feels right. So follow that and make it your own, like you've done with your with your kind of business and and mm. how you're showing up for people, I think. It's yeah, true. and what actually is even more amazing is that I now know how completely shut down I was to feeling anything because I was in the midst of chronic complex PTSD. Like I was, uh, I was an, I was an alcoholic, a binge eater, like I, every, like everything I could not, and just knowing in my body, I could not feel like I had to teach myself how to feel emotion because I had been so shut down for my entire life, I knew how to represent emotion to other people, but to feel it, totally different ballgame. So now I'm like, well, the fact that I was feeling and getting these messages, like if I think if I got these messages now, I'd be on the floor because now I'm open enough to it. But I mean, I just, I quite quickly worked out that when I followed the feeling and I followed the advice, life went well. And when I didn't, it didn't. <laughs> and I would, to begin with, I used to physically, like it would feel like I was vibrating if I was going on the wrong course. And as soon as I followed the advice, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this feels right. So it just got easier. But that's interesting. So you would, when you were vibrating, you were on the wrong course. That was like your yeah. indicator. Mm. You know what I find interesting about that? Recently, I I heard someone talk about seizures, right? Mm -hmm. And what I learned about seizures, I had someone, I read somebody so many years ago, I don't know, it must have been like seven, eight years ago. They are having seizure issues and, or they had had seizure issues. I don't know if they still had it. I can't remember that now, but the Akashic Record said that most seizure cases were when souls couldn't co properly connect with the body. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of similar, isn't it? Yeah, my um, my dog has seizures, um, but he only started having them the first time he ever had one. I had just had a horse die in my arms, basically, and I was so massively overwhelmed. And I like after it was all over, I went back to the car and hugged him, and it was all my energy just went on to him. And then I Aww. took a walk, and then twenty minutes later, he's having a seizure, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this, they is absorb everything. Yeah. So, and me and him are so 
energetically linked like anything that I do I now work out it's like when I had my when I had had my last accident broke my fingers um straight away he got diarrhea and he had it for eight weeks because, oh wow you guys are super connected yeah, yeah like I mean and he was my my friend was looking after him that day and she said that he changed like I could called her and been like oh you know <laughs> I'm in the ambulance or whatever and his his he went from being like really chill to being like really clingy and super nervous and stuff like and obviously he had no idea wow yeah so I mean but that's the thing like when you understand that everybody is connected and (laughs) and especially when you're connected so deeply by unconditional love it's not surprising but you know to to our normal everyday little tiny human minds it's it's like oh this is incredible stuff that's happening but I've got so used to it now that I'm like oh yeah okay well of course like (laughs) you know yeah that's just how it works energetically yeah yeah Yeah. and it's funny what you were saying about you know trusting trusting what you receive and things nine times out of ten when I'm working with horses and their owners I'm not telling the owner anything that they don't already know Mm. because they that's the thing like they know their horse. They're so energetically connected with their horse and they love their horse. Otherwise they wouldn't have got some, you know, me out to speak to their horse for them. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and, and they're like, and I'm like, but this, I always say to them, like, you know, what's going on with your horse. You just don't trust what they're saying. You don't trust what you feel and what they're telling you. I was like, because you are communicating all the time. They understand English whatever language it is that you're speaking, they understand you perfectly and they are talking back. You're just not trusting what you hear. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Amen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you this weird question? Do you have incense burning? No. Did you see what happened to your camera on the left side while you were talking just now? It went no. like white, like went whitish. It looked like it was smoke from like incense or something. Really? I didn't see that. I'll have to look back. You didn't back. see uh, it's probably just some angel hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's normal stuff around here. It happens here yeah, all the time. I mean, like, this is the thing. <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel, um, I, I feel their presence all the time. Like, well, I think I went to a, I did a workshop once and it was like, you know, to find out how your guide, how close your guides are. Hey there, you guys seeing it now? It, Oh, yeah. I think it's just the lighting, though. Yeah, it might just be me moving. I don't think it... It might be the lighting. Uh, I don't know. I'm not not convinced, guys. I'm not convinced. (laughs) Anything is possible, right? Yeah, anything. Um, Go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I went in this workshop and they were like, literally connecting with your guides and ask them to to come around you. And you're like, okay. And you're like, okay, you notice how you feel. You're like, oh, I'm all warm and tingly and great. And it's like, and now ask them to step back. And when they step back... I was like, I just felt so anxious. I got freezing cold. Like I'm, it's happening even now. And I was like, oh no. And then like, and they're like, how does that feel? I'm like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> and they're like, okay, come back in, come back in, come back in. And that's the thing. Like once you've done that exercise, you realize they are around you all the time. You are surrounded by love all the time. So, you know, it's, 
once you kind of realize that you realize you're not on your own and I was kind of just I just the more that I've learned to take my hands off the, the steering wheel because they know what's in my best interests they know what path my life needs to go down for the best things for me to happen because that's all they want is for me to be living my best life and so <laughs> and as much as I might think I know better I just don't so <laughs> you know the more that I can follow that I can imagine that my life is the way that it is now in comparison to how it was six years ago you couldn't have planned two. it like you couldn't, couldn't have made it I up mean, you know but not only in like material how it looks on the outside but how it feels on the inside I would I definitely would consider myself to have a secure attachment with myself now like I currently am completely falling in love with myself oh my god I love and it's the most beautiful experience ever like I'm great and (laughs) yeah And it's just... Have and, you met me? I'm the shit. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I'm just like, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's, but it, you know, when I think about the other 34 years of my life where I literally just hated myself, I couldn't have ever imagined feeling this safe and secure and loved by myself to the point where, like, I know nothing else around me matters because I know I'm okay that is do you have any advice for like anybody to also get there is there anything that you learned that you wish you would have done sooner maybe uh not that I would have done sooner because everything had to happen exactly as it did um but one thing I, I realized I was thinking about it this morning um like the difference between working with horses and working with humans is I don't work in any different way, right? The energy that's coming through me is exactly the same. I'm using exactly the same techniques. It's no different, right? The horses are conscious enough to be able to go, oh, here's something that's going to help me. I'm going to work out how to use this to process so that I can shift a load of my shit and feel better. And they have massive shifts where they release stuff they've been holding on to for like decades sometimes in an hour or two. Humans, I mean, it takes years. It's taken me six and a half years to get to this point. And I've been doing this work pretty much every day, hardcore healing. (laughs) Like humans have so much resistance to actually changing and letting go of their ego and that story that they've told themselves about who they are and their past and how it affects them and how, you know, the entire majority of the world is in victim mentality of everything else is everybody else's problem and it's all because of what they're doing to me, that they never they never change. <laughs> and and if they do and like that I'm like if I could do and I now that I've worked through so much of my stuff I'm now I'm able to face any fear 
that I have because I've learned that as soon as you face it, it doesn't exist. And then all you have to do is let the energy that's behind that fear move. And then it's gone. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, I would definitely, one of the first words I would call myself is brave. Like, and that, and I will always call myself brave now because I know what I have, I've faced my darkest, deepest fears and come out the other side of it and I've been okay. Because, <laughs> and I think, you know, and I realized as, as when I first started this kind of healing journey, I wasn't, I don't think I was doing it for myself. Um, I was on a level obviously, but you know, there was kind of a, a dangled carrot of like, oh, if I get really happy, then I'm going to get with this guy and it's going to be amazing, you know, and I'm going to have this great life and blah, 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 blah. And actually <laughs> I realize now that all of that work and all of that investment and all of that time and energy I've spent over the past six years was for me. It's because deep down, this love that I feel for myself now was there. Like me now was working through all of those stages being like, come on, Theo, <laughs> you can do this. Keep going, you know? So I think you just have to be, you have to want it. Like you have to want to change and yep. you have yep. to be willing to do whatever it's going to take to get there. But it's like, it's just a choice. Like, I just, you just that, said so many amazing things. Oh my God, like, I know. I just feel like people are going <laughs> to listen to this and be like, oh, yes, yes. But like, yes. you are just throwing truth bombs like crazy. Like, Very no wonder true. you're in love with yourself. You're like, no, it's like you're seriously there. You're in, you're in that moment. You know you're what? There. The moment we came on the call, because obviously Lucia was the one that connected with you. But when I came on, I was like, I felt that. I felt that energy it's it's incredible you don't find a lot of people that are at that place I don't feel like I'm at that place I'm working towards that but it's it's like you said there's a lot of fears we get in our own way yeah we're our own worst enemy yeah I think you know I I mean it was my path right like I didn't imagine that it would be this way but it's how I've been guided and I know yeah obviously I believe that everything in my life has happened so that I could help other people. But actually now that my focus is more on myself, I understand that actually the best way that I can help others is by not necessarily trying to help them <laughs> is to let them yeah. work out their own shit in their own time. Like obviously I can care and support and be there with them. And that's what I do in and that and that's the thing I've the other difference I noticed between horses and humans <laughs> is like I turn up and I'm like here's the space here's the energy you need to do the work and the horses go okay yeah I get that like there's a bit of like oh can I can I trust you like who are you what's this and they're like oh but yeah this made me feel better so okay cool I get it the humans are like Mm, well no I don't know like <laughs> yep. it's yep. that it's like that meme of like you ask for a cake and God says okay here's the eggs flour sugar water go make it and then you're bitching and moaning because you don't have the cake like <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing <laughs> the human, it's true 
you're, you're, you're given what you need. But if I came in, if you came to me and were like, oh, my God, Reiki fixed me, then it's not empowering for you. Like, Amen. you have to fix yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, this girl. You, no, like, you know what? Know, like- <laughs> it's so funny. I just, we have a Patreon that we post on monthly. Mm-hmm. And we have our individual messages. And my message was about being of assistance and service to others and the ego. And I touched on some of these, this that you're saying, like you have to know your boundaries too. I think that comes with self-love with knowing how you're showing up for people and you're not there to solve everybody's problems, right? You're not there to give them all of the solutions. You're there to, to do whatever it is that you need to do that day. And that could vary from day to day or from year Mm -hmm. to year. And that person needs to take that and it's, it's empowering. That's how I find it. You're, if you're a healer, if you're a reader, if you're an intuit, whatever that is, you're, you're empowering the person and you're not above them because you're there providing a service ever. And I think the moment that you feel that you are above somebody, then there's a problem or the other person seeing that you're like, I'll make that very clear. I'm like, I depend on you to be open for me to be able to channel and give you the information. Mm -hmm. We're equals here. I'm just channeling. That's all I'm doing. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. That's what I've always said. I'm always like, I'm literally just the, the, like the hose pipe and the, the Reiki just comes through me like the water and that's it. And it's just going to clear you out. And depending on what you've got, how much shit you've got in your hose pipe, like rocks and dirt and stuff, <laughs> like, but the water's still going to get through eventually. Like, you know, and I've really learned to trust that energy like sometimes I can be working with a horse and I'm like, nothing's happening. <laughs> and it's especially difficult. Like if you have a slightly skeptical owner who's kind of looking at you and, you know, you're 45 minutes into an hour session and it's horses still just standing there eating some hay and it's not doing anything. And you're like, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but I always just like, trust it, trust it, trust it. Like, because there is always a shift. Like no matter what. And you just, that's the so thing. So how does that, like, how do the owners register that shift after? Do they see an attitude? Do they see in the way they walk? Like, what is it that they notice usually? Uh, well, there are certain signs that I'm looking for in the horse, like to horses, um, a sign of like stress of them releasing and processing is they'll start licking and chewing. Um, I yawn a lot when I'm working because I'm starting to, I'm releasing the energy for them. But what I always say to people is, ideally, we want them to be doing the yawning. And that's what normally happens is the horse works out so much quicker. (laughs) Like, I'm like, look, let's clear this out so you can open up your heart. And then once they work out that they can process this energy themselves, they're like, oh, I can do this. Great. So they're licking, they're chewing, they're yawning themselves, they're twitching, they're going to the loo, they're doing whatever they need to do. Some of the horses will like, you know, it's like humans, like some will just fall asleep. Some will stand there and look totally zonked. Like it just depends on the individual horse and what they've experienced and blah, blah, blah. But um, signs that I, I look for if when the like bottom lip starts to go wibbly <laughs> and like wobble a bit, I'm like, okay, the energy, the reiki is flowing good. It's going through their body well. It's like um, vibrating. Yeah, it's just, I mean, but then my, like, I quite often have it, my, my energy field gets so big that I will quite often have other horses start piggybacking 
piggybacking of oh, stealing the healing <laughs> yeah 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 and I've literally I've had horses like go for the other horses to be like get off it's my time and I'm like it's okay guys there's enough to go around but, um, yeah so it can you know it can it can depend but um they're kind of, but they're the things like I just always tell the owner exactly what I'm experiencing I say I play it like catchphrase I don't know if you guys have that but um so I just say what I see I say what I'm feeling in my body and because of my trance work, um, trance training, uh, I am able to blend with the horse's energy enough that they speak through me. Okay. When when we were in our workshop, awesome. this, that old guy went spoke through you, and he was the one you said he shows up a lot. But like the old guy who was like, "Oh, you ladies are looking good." <laughs> I have genuinely no memory of that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny yeah so wait um, okay two questions and maybe they can go together okay. because i'm fascinated that this work that you're doing with animals i mean mostly obviously the horses like you said um what do people go to you for in general for their horses or their animals and um how does the connection with the messages you're getting from them when they're talking to you, does that help in any way in the healing or what, what, what role does that play in the healing? Um, okay. Hang on. First question was, so what, what do people come to you for? Like, yeah, yeah, like my horse is, um, uh, what, pro like what problems or issues? Uh, I mean, normally it's, so if people want a, like a, more of a communication session, um, then that's normally because, you know, they just want to know their horse is okay. Is their horse in pain? Like, are they happy? Something like that. Or you might have an issue, which is, you know, the horse is very stressed or it's, I don't know, done something or it's not getting on. You know, there's, there's, there is a problem that they want to try and get to the bottom of. Um, so it can depend. And sometimes I'm there for one thing and I end up clearing something else because for me I'm not there for the owner and I'm not there like I'm not the kind of animal communicator that is going to stand there and tell you your horse's life history because it's not important to me I don't care like what I am there to do is help the horse feel better so if there are snippets of its past that it's going to show me as you know a trauma happened here or whatever but quite often they say I don't want to know I don't want to talk about it I want to I want to leave it in the past you know and and that story is just for the owner's ego to a lot of the time to be like oh they had such a tough time and now look how happy they are I did that no the horse did that because yeah. it released the energy for itself <laughs> <laughs> But I don't really go into that that often. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. No, but, that makes um, sense. but yeah, but you know, that's the thing. I'm there to connect with the horse and the owner gets to experience what what the energy is that's happening. That's how I see it and how I work. Um, I'm not the kind of, I like to, I don't like to work with a, not, no. I will work with a horse for however long they need but I'm not the kind of person that's like, you need six sessions or 12 sessions or whatever. I'm like, if I can get this done in one session, sick. Like, <laughs> because I, I want you to not need me, you know, because yep. if you don't need healing, 
then jobs are good and like life's great. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that's that probably, but yeah, I like to, it's nice to see the difference in or hear about the difference in the horses because yeah. I, I think I, um, I don't underestimate the power of the Reiki that I work with, but I can, I guess it, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not arrogant with, I don't think it's me. And so, and obviously because I don't get to see the shifts, but when I hear about them, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is pretty good actually, you know. <laughs> pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like hearing that issues are 95% better after wow. one session and, and things like that, you know, so. So people yeah. will come to you for not only the actual healing, but the communication. Yeah. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. You kind of, I can't always say, you know, that one, I, I never know what's going to happen until I get there. Like some, and what I do find is that if a horse is really in pain, or needs physical healing, there is normally little to no communication because they are just, they just go straight in and straight under and they're like, this is, this is what I need. Um, I would love to at some point, I think in the future, look at the way, the way that humans work with horses um, and the way we treat them, I find I'm really reassessing it and there are a lot of not issues with it but like the like boundary violations and lack of consent and you know all of these things I would one day love to be able to retrain the horses and their humans and maybe start with horses from scratch you know I don't know I don't know how it's going to look and I don't know whether I'll just do rehabbing or so, but there's something there about really making it a conscious, balanced relationship again, and not something that is inherently traumatic from the moment it begins. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That would mean that the owner needs to be like a super conscious owner who's willing to know that they're also playing a part in the relationship and the, yeah. the life of the horse, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that's why I don't think it will be for another like 20 years or so that I would be able to start doing this work more openly because I think there needs to be a bigger shift and it is coming in. I actually think the shift will be sooner. Well, yeah, but I mean, for me personally, for me oh, personally, okay. I don't think I would start my work for 20 or that's what I kind of hear. Um, because I think, you know, the shift in conscious relating is happening and all this work around boundaries and consent and stuff like that. But I think it needs to be more ingrained in society in general before it can then start petering out into our relationships with other sentient beings. Um, I don't think people are ready for that conversation yet, but I am. And uh, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm having it with the horses and I'm having it with the clients where it comes up. And I'm like, you know, just tell them what you're doing. <laughs> Life yeah. is not scary. You just tell your horse what you want to do for the day. Like I had one horse would not go on a trailer. Like they always had these problems trying to get it on, on a lorry, trying to get it to shows. And she was like this mega dressage lady and was always trying to go out and compete and stuff. 
And I had one session with her and I literally said to her, I was like, just tell her what you want to do before you go, where you're going, what you're going to do in the test and when you're going to be coming home. And I don't think you'll have a problem, but you're trying to get her to go somewhere. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. And she said, it's a little scary. Yeah. I was like, of course, imagine if you were just being led blindly. You never, you never knew anything that was coming next. Yeah. Awful. Like, (laughs) and you had no one, the person that you meant to love and trust the most isn't telling you what's going on. And you're going, hang on a minute. I'm scared. I'm scared. And they're going, shut up. I don't care. Do as I tell you. Of course. It's not, <laughs> of course, they're not going to want to do what you want them to do. And if they do, they're nine times out of 10, they're just submitting. So then that's when the horses start shutting down. Da, 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 da. Anyway, oh, I get quite funny about it. Um, <laughs> no, but that makes sense. Like, I do that with my dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's okay. We're going to go out. We're just going to do a quick pee and we'll come back. Like, yeah. you know like oh, okay, fine. But anyway, the end of the story is that then the next day she said that she went to a show and the horse walked on the trailer the first time. No problem. Wow. Ooh, that nice. easy. The whole time it was that easy. Yeah. Might, you know, we, maybe her energy too by not by not speaking to the horse was like, you know, the, maybe the horse felt energetically that they weren't, it wasn't being respected either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even an energetic thing. Like literally, these horses understand exactly what you're saying. So yeah. I had one I had one client once, I was like, potato all I can hear is potato potato she was like no and yeah I was like what is it? are they Irish like what's going on she was like no <laughs> she was like no yesterday we went hacking and I was saying about how I'm like overweight and I'm like a, and I sit like a potato on his back and he was like oh horses yeah. worry about it and the horse was listening and the, and the, the horse was like I don't want you to talk about yourself like that anymore Wow. Oh, I thought the horse was worried about its back. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's worried about it. no, no, back is fine. But, but that's the thing, you know, I'm like, these, like, we, these horses, these animals are more connected at a higher level than mm-hmm. we can ever imagine. And yet we're talking to them like they're absolute morons. And it's just like, no wonder they just feel completely disrespected by us because we behave towards them in a completely disrespectful way. Like, I don't see them as animals. I see them as souls. Like, they're just beings, you know? It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what does shouldn't matter what anybody looks like, you know? Yeah. Like, what's, I, whenever I meet anything, I'm like, okay, what's going on for you? Because your energy is telling me that no matter what, before you say anything, you know? So it's interesting. I feel like horses are just special creatures because I don't know. I, 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 and this is interesting that Lou brought this idea of this like podcast episode, because it felt like I've also been getting a lot of messages with horses. Like somebody's recently told me about doing of somebody that does in Uruguay, like family constellations with horses. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. And then I know a lot of people that are into kind of like helping others with just like horse therapy, like yeah. horses will come. They are so connected to emotions as well, from what I understand. Yeah. Like literally I'm getting goosebumps. Like it just feels like they're here to also do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're massively healing. They, they blend with our energy so quickly. Um, and 
you know, I have a lot of times where I'm like, this is not this horse's problem. They're just absorbing all of your yeah. the owner's shit. <laughs> oh, that happened. Like, like, like you with your dog, right? The same yeah, thing. Exactly. Like you need, to, like the other day, I went for a second session and after about 20 minutes, I was like, uh, he's telling me I need to stop. I need to work on you. And I said to the owner, I was like, can you come and sit in front of me? And so then I just gave her it. I just like put my hands on her shoulders and just worked on her. And then after about, again, about half an hour or so, the horse then came over and joined us and like put his head over her shoulder. And I just had one oh, hand on oh, her and one hand on him. That's so sweet. And I just worked on them both to like reconnect him. And yeah, that was, I mean, that's never happened before. I was like, this is powerful. It's like, this is really cool. Yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. Um, and there was like so much chaos going around on the yard around us, but in that, like in his stall, it was just total peace and calm and oh it was amazing so yeah oh. <laughs> I love my job like, I, know, I can tell I was it's actually going to ask you because I was going to say like you can, I can tell that you're very passionate about it yeah it's so just you, you only do horses you're not doing like dogs or other animals yeah I mean uh I mean I gave my fish some reiki the other day but like it just, <laughs> I mean you know I just horses are my they're my thing you know, I connect with them on a completely different level. Um, I tried to love dogs. Like I, I had about, I got a job as a dog walker in a couple of years ago. So I was like, oh, I'm walking the dog all day, every way. Why not get paid for it? And um, after about three days, I realized I don't actually like dogs. I like my dog. And actually, I think most <laughs> other people's dogs are really annoying and badly trained. And I don't want to spend time with them. So... <laughs> I think yeah. that like your level of honesty uh, is it's I love seeing it like yeah. you're super honest even about your own path and where you were and where you are and I think that's yeah. not everyone able to say things so upfront like that I mean I ge- I genuinely don't know another way to be um and I think that is I know that it can be I'm or I found out I've, I am autistic um I only found out a year or so ago and I know that that is a trait that people that are neurodiverse. Oh, then I have. must have it too, because I, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say everything like to, just like you. Like that's why yeah. I admire it as well. Because like I, I wish everyone was like that. I mean, it just makes life so much simpler. Yes, but don't think, tell me you know, what I want to hear. Tell me what I have to hear. That's it. Yeah, like and but it's just I if I. How can you not be true to yourself if you you have to be honest? Like, and I mean, and I spent a large proportion of my life living in denial, unknowingly and knowingly, you know, as a protective mechanism. But I've still always tried to be as honest as I can, you know. And now it just, I, I genuinely, if if <laughs> I, if you look, ask me, to, I when I think about having to lie about something, it I, I just I physically don't know how to do it. Like it just makes me feel weird, and it bleh, like bleh, nah. <laughs> so yeah, but I think you know it's part of part of getting rid of shame. Yes, like, very good point you're bringing up right now. Yeah, you have to. You, you can't if you. <laughs> 
as when I the way that I learned how to get rid of shame was as soon as I felt it was to talk about whatever I felt call yourself out straight away yep so wait you're linking shame with lying is that no 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 no, I'm linking shame with honesty oh okay honesty as a way to heal shame Mm -hmm. but I think that lying instantly creates shame Mm -hmm. yeah because you're hiding something or you're saying something that's not true because of the shame you feel about that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think shame's avo- a big avoiding. thing. Yeah, avoiding as well. But I think shame's a big thing for a lot of people. I, I see that time and time again in, in, well, in readings and myself. And, and I think this has been a big part of us also coming on the podcast of being able to talk about things and, and be real, as real as we can, right? Without calling other people out and just sharing our experiences, right? And I think that's been very healing in itself. Well, I struggle with, in, in this house, I struggle a lot with shame because my child's five. And maybe it's a thing, normal thing for a five-year-old. I actually didn't really look it up, but she has it a lot. Like really often. Shame? Yeah, a lot. It's interesting. I mean, the only thing that's coming to mind is that children's behavior is learn yeah yeah not to <laughs> call you out or anything <laughs> well yeah but or you know, things that yeah. she's seen right yeah but that's the thing our society is so full of shame mm-hmm. Every, everything in society is telling you there is something wrong with you and here's something that you can buy to fix it Amen. even yeah. even healing now you know mm. there's no generational wisdom anymore it's all, I have to go to someone that apparently knows more than me, even though I don't know them and I have to pay them to get information because like, it's just, there's, there's no, everything is outside of ourselves. And so that, that ability to be able to be honest with yourself and how you feel and be proud of that and therefore, and, and, and whatever you are experiencing and not be in shame about it is bombarded at us forever you know yeah yeah I agree with that and I think that's part of our self-love too being able to face every aspect of ourselves and decide what what things really feel for us like not because society's saying it or because we're supposed to feel this way or this is what we're supposed to be doing it's more like this feels right for me like you know the path that you've walked and everything Mm -hmm. you've been through or anybody's been through like you, you, you decide how you live that and how you go through that and your journey and, and being unapologetic about it too. Right. Like finding your way to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, a prime example was I put, um, I, I was raped in my past and I put out a post on social media being like, this is not my shame to carry. Like I didn't need this to be a secret because it's yes. not like this is it's it's a lived experience in me that has had a profound effects but I have worked through them and healed them and the amount of messages that I got from other people being like thank you for saying this like the same thing happened to me or similar happened to me 
And I wish like it's helped me to remember that this is not my shame. Like I don't need to be ashamed of this and I can speak out and blah, blah, blah. Like that's one of the biggest things. Like I know in the past I've talked a lot on social media about my struggles with my mental health and I have, and people are always saying like, oh, you're so honest and authentic. I'm like, it's because when I was sick, there was nobody that I could see that had got better. Yeah. That was actually saying, this is what yeah. I'm going through right now. Yeah. Like, this is my journey. And this is, you know, like, this is how hard it is. And this is what I'm struggling with today. Or this is how I fix this. Or this is how I'm experiencing this healing right now. Or this is a beautiful moment in my life. There was nobody that I could see. So, and if I had seen that, it would have been so helpful <laughs> to know you know, actually, I just realized I was just like paddling in the dark towards, I didn't even know what I was going towards, but I knew there was a light somewhere, you know. But that's the thing. It's like, I, that's the only reason, because otherwise I wouldn't be on social media. <laughs> like, but that's why I do well, no, it. I like to see your horse picture. So keep being okay. there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Because it is, I do find it distracting and I do find it, when I, when I have had times when I'm not on it, I'm so much more present. Like, yes. yeah. It's the incessant scrolling thing. Yeah. It's, it's addiction. It's really, really, yeah, it's an addiction. Yeah. It's like it fills you up in some sort of a weird way now. It's the new way to, the new shopping, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, when I went on holiday recently and I consciously made an effort to not have my phone in my hand all the time. And I've noticed since I've been back, I'm, I'm not touching it all the time. I'm trying to leave it in other rooms and I'm trying to just disconnect That's from it. Great. Yeah. Cause it does, it drains a lot of my time. I'm like, what are, what are sometimes I'm like, what have I done? And your attention and your attention yeah. is literally what makes you manifest what you want. Yeah. Now your attention's over here looking at what these other people are doing in their lives, for example. Yeah. Focus on I yours. Had, I had that a really, really massive shift um, last week, actually. I was thinking about my work and, you know, I was like, I'm so present when I'm working, when I'm with clients, everything just flows. And I'm like, yes. And it's just such a great feeling. And I was like, what if I turn that in on myself? And <laughs> for the first time, I can truly say that I fully gave myself Reiki completely. And it was the most expansive, heart-busting open, wonderful moment. Like there were thousands of angels and like all this stuff. And I was like, yes! Like, but it just was such a turning point of like, yeah, I can, even though I've been working so hard on like loving myself, you know, I was like, wow, actually being able to give myself what I can so easily give to others yeah. That I've read about it, you know, but until I'd got to that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, get it now. This That's feels loving great. yourself. This feels great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's taking um, care of yourself. Yeah. That's another thing, isn't it? Looking for a job that makes that, I think it's great to have a job that helps other people, right? But sometimes maybe some of those cases are that you want that job or you want to be doing that, dedicate your life to that because you feel like you're worthy now. You feel like, okay, I'm doing good work. And is inside of you, do you really feel that about yourself? Oh, yeah, it's a trauma. Really feel that you're like, yeah, you're helping and you're worthy of, yeah. of existing. I don't know, of being happy. Yeah, because actually, 
one of the most healing things that I did was get selfish because my entire life had been about everybody. I was so enmeshed in other people's energy. And it wasn't until I cleared that, that I realized I was like, oh, this is how it feels to be on my own and be in my own energy. And then once I could then turn inwards because everything had always been about other people and even my energy work, like I was so enmeshed in other people's energies, I could feel everything that was going on no matter where they were in the world or whatever, if I was connected to them. And it was just so depleting. (laughs) And now I feel the difference in that and I'm just in me and I'm connected to me and I don't, I'm not thinking about what other people are feeling or how they're going to respond to something or any, you know, basically I just don't care about how they feel now and not in like a, (laughs) a, a selfish way of like, I don't care about you, but it's not, I can literally, it's such a hard thing to try and explain. It's like, it's not your responsibility to make them happy or to understand what they feel. It's you're putting, it could be content or healing or you speaking your mind. It's, you're doing it from a place of authenticity. And if people don't understand it, that's not your responsibility to explain it to them again or to make them like it or accept it. I'm just, I'm now staying in, I'm in my lane. Yes. Like, and it's just this beautiful, really tiny little country road. And I'm really happy there. Whereas before I was on like a, I don't know, 50, 50 lane motorway. And I'm like, that, that's just where I was. And I'd never, never been off of that. So I'd never had no idea that I could feel, life could feel so peaceful inside me. I think a lot of people listening are going to really love what you're saying because I think a lot of people are searching to get to where you are. Yeah. Well, they can do it. Yeah. They, you know, that's the thing. If, if you really dedicate yourself to yourself, like you're the only thing that is in your life from the first dot to the second dot, last dot, you know, like that's it. And that's the thing with me, like, my relationship to myself and my relationship to God and the universe are the most important things in my life. And they guide it and they lead it and they transform it. And I witness miracles in my life <laughs> so often. I feel like I'm living a miracle, like a lot of the time, just because of the magnitude of the healing that I have experienced in my own personal life. And I'm so grateful for that because I would not be alive if the universe had not turned up, you know. And everybody deserves to live a life of happiness and love and freedom and connection. They do. And it's possible. You just have to do the work to get there. And want it, like you guys were saying, right? You need to really want it, like really want it. Yeah. Yeah feel that really deep like at a at, at, like at a core level and we're not always at that point where we're ready like you said the timing is always the way it needs to be mm-hmm. and it'll happen the way it needs to the word that comes to mind while you're talking about that is self-sabotage like a lot of people yeah. say but I do want it and then mm-hmm. you said that in the beginning of the episode like 
I can't be happy because this person over here and this thing over there and that thing over there, like that for me, self-sabotage. And that's what a lot of us humans do. We, we self-sabotage ourselves constantly until it gets to a point where they need something that like the dam needs to break and you need to go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to somehow fix this all and create yeah. around new, me and, and you, have to, you have to go in. Yeah. It's a new neural pathway a lot of the time. So like with my binge eating, once I got conscious of how much I was binge eating and, and then trying to change it. And even up until fairly recently, if, you know, something big emotional, if I was having a big emotional response, I would still like want to eat a lot, but it would get to the point where I'd be standing in the shop in front of like the packet of biscuits or I could just, and it was the easier thing to just go, Oh, but it's okay. Cause it's comfort. It's, it is loving me. And I just, but this is like, once you're more connected with the healthy adult part of you and you've managed to break down the, and become aware of your defense mechanisms and your coping mechanisms so that you can recognize them, the healthy adult in you is able to go, hmm, yeah, but it's not. At, once upon a time, yes, eating a packet of biscuits made you feel better. But right now it doesn't because we're not 10 years old anymore. So now what we're going to do is we're just going to walk away from the biscuits and drink some water instead. And then, you know, <laughs> and maybe when we get home, we'll have a sandwich that's nice and nutritious or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like you just have to, but you have to consciously talk to yourself. Like yeah. you have to train yourself. You have to go, this was once the loving option for me. Because all these different parts of your brain and your mind and your psyche and whatever are all trying to protect you. It's just that they're outdated, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like you just got to reboot them <laughs> and update them so that actually everybody can, like, run on the good programming that's keeping you happy. I and love positive. how you're talking about this because I've been doing the Joe Dispenza and I've been down the Bruce Lipton, you know, oh thing so like you're just saying kind of like what they're talking about which i've been doing and i, I love that stuff i'm so oh, into it right now oh well i'm glad they're on my wavelengths you know they must be learning a lot from me <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome you should look them up they like the way they mm. oh no i know i know who they are i know oh, who okay okay i love how they explain she's, it from she's a scientific just kidding she's being, <laughs> oh, oh sarcasm sorry i'm uruguayan we don't recognize that <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you said is very true. I think the element that I think we that's very important that I always talk a lot about actually is the awareness, mm -hmm. the awareness of the patterns, the awareness of the coping mechanisms, the awareness of our thoughts, our emotions, and being able to have patience and non-judgment towards those things and be able to work through them. Yeah. And also, you know, not not feeling like you have to get it right every time. Mm -hmm. Like there can be improvement. Like, you know, you can, if you're standing in front of the biscuits, but you're standing in front of the biscuits for a minute longer, contemplating about eating the biscuits before you eat them. Wait, for the American listeners, biscuits are cookies. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the cookies. Then... Uh, it's better. At least there's that 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 pause. Whereas before there wouldn't have been that thought. It's automatic. So, yeah. It's just a oh, get everything in my face as quickly as possible, you know? 
So it and it's not beating yourself up about it. It's like, okay, yeah, if you needed to eat the cookies that day, okay. There, but it's still improvement and you're still learning. And like life is a lesson, <laughs> you know, and to have that self-compassion of like, okay, we did we did we did better. Great work, you know. Where where and then getting curious about, okay, so what are the ways that I can support you better next time? So that then the next time that you have that reaction, you're, you're there for two minutes or three minutes, or you're not there at all, you know, however long it's going to take you. Yeah. I think what you said about the adult self is really yeah. important because a lot of these coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms, they're, they're stemming from our inner child, from our past. Right. Yeah. So the fact that we can nurture ourselves and be that parent to ourselves to help us make better decisions or cope with emotions or whatever that is Mm -hmm. that that can be very helpful also to separate things and to feel like okay I'm here I'm in control actually and it's not that I have to use these things to help me get through this and a lot of times it's it's pent up things things that we've been through that we haven't fully dealt with right yeah 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 I mean that was one of the whenever you know if someone's having some massive reaction or acting out or whatever like when you actually realize that 99% of people are just running around as traumatized inner children no matter how annoying they might be or triggering they might be it's much easier to then find compassion and kindness and forgiveness for others and yourself because and my now I'm embodying my healthy adult and not my upset child that's why I'm like yeah I'm absolutely great because my inner child is looking we're looking at each other going oh my god you're the best thing that ever happened to me like <laughs> there is so much love between my healthy adult there's, and fa- my inner there's child. finally an adult in the relationship taking care of things yeah like if my inner child's upset I feel it and I'm like, hang on a minute. Okay, let me hear you. What's wrong? You know, I'm okay. I hear you. I witness you. I'm here. Tell me what's up. And then you know that I'm going to love you and that I just um, can fix it because it's not a problem. And then she just instantly, I feel better. Yeah, like (laughs) I love you no matter what, the unconditional love, right? Like I love you and I, no matter what, I know, my healthy adult knows that I can make good decisions that protect us both. Yeah. She is always safe with me now. Mm. Always. And love. You know? So now we can actually just start having fun. Like, God. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Like there was such a big thing of, you know, actually me having to let my trauma self go because also dealing with trauma was the only time that my inner child got any attention for a really long time and I said to her I was like you know if we let all this go we can just have fun now and she just went okay (laughs) I'm like cool like now life can just get joyful you know and it's not something that comes easily to me necessarily but it's something that I'm actively working towards and trying to cultivate more of in my life, like laughter and joy and saying yes. And, you know, just living, like having fun, experiencing pleasure in everything I do. 
because life is not designed to be hard. Like, it's just not. I agree with that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. We've also had her on for more than an hour now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, but this I love that we went into so many topics. I love <laughs> this. Well, and I think you're going to... Go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Lou. You go ahead. No, I was just going to add, because I didn't want to miss it out, that you have a podcast. I wanted to make sure people knew that. And I didn't know because I saw it today. Yes. It's, well, it's a podcast that I made in 2020. Um, okay, so you're not actively doing it now. No, no, no. Okay. It was some, it was, a, I woke up at 5am in the morning and the name of it came into my head and it was like, do a podcast. And then I used to be in a networking group. And so I just announced it. I went, uh, I've been told I need to start a podcast. Anyone want to be on it? And then I had four people lined up straight away. Um, so yeah, I did that in 2020, but it, um, I haven't done anything. It was costing me a lot of money, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> um, and actually I think, I think I'm much better at being interviewed than I am interviewing is what I've learned. Okay. Well, people can catch the episodes that you did record on your website. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're all there. They're on YouTube and things. It's called, um, you, me, just us three, the down to earth spiritual podcast. Oh, Um, cool. I like the name. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was divinely given to me. So I'm not surprised. 5 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, so yeah, there's that, but yeah, it's, it's, uh it's out of date in my current understanding and learning okay i would put that as you progress i mean if you get listened to us when we started and now like we there's so much even the way we don't plan the episodes anymore like we used to like things evolve and you change and yeah 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 totally so where can people find you how can they contact you i'll put all the the links in the show notes maybe if you can give a few a few places that's best to contact you or you know someone that might be interested in your services or just to reach out or for also questions. one question would be are you only helping people that have horses like in your area or are you are you going to other areas as well yeah so it's with the horses i only work in about an hour from my house so kent and sussex and a little bit of surrey in in the uk um but for humans I work predominantly from home but I do I I do work online um as and when is required um I haven't done it for a while but it doesn't doesn't mean I can't do it um so yeah so I'm I'm accessible for humans anywhere really which is um which is nice um uh my website is uh theodorafizards.com Instagram is uh, TFI Reiki and my Facebook page is TFI Reiki as well. Um, and yeah, that's it really. It's all awesome. pretty simple. It's a good oh, thing about good having to... an unusual name is that it's easy to... Yeah, I love I your name. I love your name. It's so nice. It. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's not, not normal. normal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> the only one of me in the on, in, on the planet. I would definitely... It sounds that. like... It, it kind of goes with what you were saying about your soul. It sounds. It's like very has a lot of wisdom and has like a lot of, a lot of lives behind it. That's how I feel like your name feels that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, my full name. So my full name is, is Theodora Frederica Augusta Izzard. I mean, come wow. on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were born to be a legend. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I am. I'll take that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Theodora, Theodora means God's gift. So. Oh, yeah. does it? It's nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, but that, with the with the TFI Reiki always, um, do you know like TGI is thank God it's, and yeah. then 
TFI is thank fuck it. And so I was like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there we go. The Reiki's coming. Like <laughs> So it's a little it was a little play on that, which works, I love that. Which, which makes me laugh every time that I I think it by Reiki. Finding yeah. join the little things, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the little things that give us the most pleasure in life. Lots totally. Awesome. So we'll we'll link all of your um well, on the show notes, we'll have all your links so people can reach out or find you or follow you. Yeah. And we just want to thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk. And I'm sure a lot of people will feel super inspired with your story. And I think it's important to share, like you said, share, be real, because it it could inspire somebody to start healing themselves, to to find even just inspiration and in like a different way of doing things. And to not feel alone, you know, I think that's, that's something that you're doing just in your day to day, you know, in your social media and your work. So thank yeah. you. We, we want to well, acknowledge thank that. You. Thank you so much. It's been really fun and yeah. um, so nice to connect. And that's the thing, like connection is, is what heals us yes. in every way. Yeah. So, totally. so that's what that, we've done today. Connected. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right I'm not, it, gonna, no. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, thank you so much, guys. It's been really amazing. And thank you to everyone that's still listening to our epic chat. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Bye.